All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Sunday nights, this is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's Number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. little blondie, one way or another... Yeah, uh, one way or another, hopefully, we'll get you. When we're going to get Joe Biden, eh, yeah, maybe not. Increasingly, however, people on both sides of the political spectrum are calling for an independent investigation into the Biden administration's handling of the situation in Afghanistan. The American people deserve answers. Whether or not we'll get them is you know, anybody's guess. To get them, some say Congress should immediately authorize and empower an independent commission to investigate the administration's withdrawal strategy. (laughs) Yeah, what strategy? And the decisions that were made in recent days once the crisis was apparent. Joining us now to discuss the growing calls for such a commission is Jim Carafano. He's a leading expert in national security and foreign policy challenges at the Heritage Foundation. Jim, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Do you have any? You are in the heartbeat of America, man. <laughs> you are in the central nervous system of this country. Did yeah, you know that? Yeah, Democrats think of us as flyover country. They tend to no, ignore man, you us. Are the, you are the joint that is keeping the country all glued together. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let Joe Biden know, because I'm fairly sure that he and Kamala just completely ignore us. We're a red state. They could care less about us, my friend. <laughs> They really don't care. We didn't vote for them, so they don't care about us over here. I, know, I care. <laughs> well, thank I, you. This is, this, you know, I hate it when people call it flyover. It is not. It is literally, that is the bridge that, that, that locks this entire thing into one nation. You guys, you guys need better... Uh, marketing advertising yeah well and you know when you think about it, there's a there's a billboard on i-70 which is the main thoroughfare you know it's like the old route 66 but i-70 is the main freeway that goes basically from oklahoma all the way up you can go into nebraska but it's it takes you from wichita to topeka it's it's just a main freeway and there's a billboard that some farmer has put out in his field and it says every kansas farmer feeds four americans and you. And it does remind folks as you're driving by, you see that and you go, holy, I got to think about that. But people yeah, don't realize. China, too. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But people don't realize that Kansas, we are the breadbasket. And yet folks don't think about that. But if, you know, Kansas farmers decided to stop farming, 
uh, you'd realize that pretty darn quick. Yeah. Yeah, but... Well, you know, you know this, not all joking aside, this whole Afghanistan thing, this really raises an important issue. Um, you know, when people, whether you're in Kansas or in California or you're in a military base or in a farmer, these issues impact all of us. Yeah. And, you know, when people say, I- I'm not voting for on foreign policy for president, voting on health care or agricultural subsidies or whatever, you are voting on foreign policy. You are electing the president of the United States. They are the commander in chief. And how they decide to engage America in the world is going to affect your pocketbook, your community, and whether you go to sleep at night and worry about getting murdered in your in your bed. Yeah. I mean, so it, it is important stuff for all of us. Yeah, regardless of whether or not your sons or daughters are doing the fighting, someone in your community's sons and daughters are doing the fighting. And, you know, I, I think about these calls, and I, I saw your recent letter that you sent calling for a 9-11-style commission. Um, in a, Congress, I know, congressional leaders are planning hearings on the, the bungled departure uh, from Afghanistan. I just don't know if that's enough, because my fear is, you know, Congress has their hearings. Democrats control both chambers right now. That's going to be partisan. I, I They're going to, you know, they get the Democrats are going to cover. And much as I might like them to go, you know, Republicans to go after Joe Biden and the administration, I don't see congressional hearings as being enough. Do you? Well, let, let's start by talking about why it's important. Uh, you know, people forget that after 9-11, it was a Republican president and a Republican Congress that established an independent nonpartisan commission to investigate 9-11. Now, they could have been worried about, oh, my, you know, we might get some bad press or somebody might blame me. But what they really focused on were two things. Is one is, this is a democracy. It works best when it is transparent. Yeah. And Americans deserve the transparency to understand what their government did. And that... It is important that we understand what happened so we know how can we go forward better. As a matter of fact, it was Pelosi, after she became Speaker of the House, who took the findings of the 9-11 Commission and passed a bill to, to, make the, uh, to implement the findings of the Commission to make the, the country safer. So this is not about politics and partisan finger-pointing, because quite honestly, there's so much publicly information available. We already know that it's Biden's fault. That's, that's not what we're trying to do here. But we, but this is, I think, as big a deal as 9/11, and so Americans do need to understand the way forward, and uh, and they need a commission to do that. So it is responsible governance, even even though we don't expect them. To. So, for example, there's the bill working its way through now. It's the the uh, National Defense Authorization Act, and the Democrat-controlled House, although this amendment was actually proposed by a Republican, Liz Cheney, said, "Yeah, we want a commission." But we wanted to look at everything in Afghanistan going back to the Soviet invasion. <laughs> well, that's just nonsense. Right. Because if you're going to do that, um, you're going to look at over 20 years of history, then Biden's decision makes up a couple of months of that. And it's, that's just a way to bury the lead. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and the other thing is, is, you know, 20 years of history is like super interesting, but, but that's not where we are today. We need to look at the decisions that we've made now. And how they impact us going forward. And so that, that amendment just actually shows the Congress is unserious about 
really learning from the horrific experience that we just went through. Well, and I saw today Representative Nancy Mace pointed out that every single Democrat on the House Oversight Committee voted against her amendment to track down the military equipment that had been seized by the Taliban. So it's clearly partisan politics is weighing into this because you've got Republican and Mace is a Republican, but you're trying to hold someone accountable. You've got decisions like, you know, the decision to leave American Granted, they're dogs, but they're still service dogs. Technically, they're soldiers, and the dogs were left in their kennels. You've got, I mean, I I could go through the list of the equipment, helicopters and Humvees and cases of, of ammo and equipment and night vision goggles. The Taliban is a more readily outfitted military unit now i mean i've seen pictures of the taliban prior to this where they were hanging their guns off of donkeys and now they're driving around in humvees it's asinine we need to know who made those decisions to leave that stuff behind yeah well well, part of this really kind of highlights the difference in how the left and the right look at oversight and governance and responsibilities the left is happy to investigate so they were happy to investigate on collusion, even though it turned out there was no collusion. Right. They were happy to impeach the president and have a trial over quid pro quo, even though there was no quid pro quo. Right. They, they're happy to launch an investigation into the insurrection, even though the FBI has just concluded there is no insurrection, because they happy to, to do oversight and investigation to push partisan ends, but, but they're not happy to do them to execute good governance. And and part of the reason why I think we have to continue to press for this commission is not because we expect Democrats to do it. But but one is we we have to we have to be hold them accountable to say, look, the American people, let's have a discussion about what you are not doing. You're not agreeing to a relevant, nonpartisan, unprejudiced investigation of where we are right now so we can understand how to fix things to go forward. Americans need to know that you are not signing up for that. So even though the fact that they may never do this, and I actually think I was the first person to recommend this commission, but but it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the point is, is they won't do it on their watch. And Americans need to know why that is, yeah. because that is a political problem. So do you think we're ever going to know? I mean, are we ever going to know who made some of these decisions? Who made the yes. decision to pull troops before we brought out citizens? I mean, are we ever going to know that answer? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I think we already know that answer. I mean, I'm I'm not Nancy Drew, but I've talked to enough people looking at this from enough different perspectives and how they're involved in it to understand. I think I, we know exactly what happened. Look, Biden was con- had convinced himself that Afghanistan was going to fall, and all he really ca- cared about was not not 38 million Afghans, not the money and the the, the military equipment left behind, not the f- terrorism or anything else. What he cared about was the optics would look bad if Afghanistan collapsed on his watch and, you know, we had the Saigon moment with the helicopters lifting off the embassy. And he wanted to avoid that at all costs. He wanted to avoid the political embarrassment of losing Afghanistan. And so what he did is he, he grabbed Ghani and the Taliban and he tried to work out a deal. He says, look, you just basically give the country to the Taliban and we'll leave. And and then everything, you know, the Taliban will move in after we've left, and then we could just say, oh, it didn't happen. We were there, not our problem. Well, what happened was, first of all, Ghani got cold feet, 
and and bugged out, took a bunch of cash with them. The Taliban were very recalcitrant. They wouldn't really agree to this deal. And so Biden was faced with the situation where um, the Taliban were going to move. Uh, we're not going to just you know have the country handed to them. And and he just decided to leave anyway. And and then because he didn't want a, the potential for Americans to get involved in combat and to put more troops in, maybe have a Black Hawk Down moment or something, his idea was to just bug out in the middle of the night without talking to anybody. And and he would not give the, the, the military more troops to protect the withdrawal. So they had to basically, he had, they had to do the withdrawal with the troops that they had on hand. So they didn't have enough to cover the airport and Bagram and the embassy. Um, and then, of course, the irony of was it was because the Taliban just didn't let him walk away. They flooded the country. So he actually wound up putting more troops in, right. which is exactly what he didn't want to do. Yeah. He actually wound up taking casualties, which is exactly what he didn't want to do. He, had, he wound up leaving a lot of people behind, which is what he didn't want to do. So because of the feckless, cowardly, incompetent way he organized this, he actually managed to do all the things he didn't want to do and embarrass himself politically. Yeah. And then he doubled down and made, a, made the, uh, another mistake in which he said, oh, no, we did everything perfectly. So not only was it a military catastrophe, he then made a referendum on his judgment, which is, which is obviously ridiculously bad. So he's created both a political crisis of confidence and a military catastrophe. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. No, it's bad. And the 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 Saigon moment that he didn't want, he got that too. So I mean, it's just it, it could not have been scripted worse. But you know what? Elections have consequences. So well, look, you know, <laughs> people say this, but but look back. First of all, this is not a rookie decision. No, right. This isn't Jimmy Carter coming into office and make a rookie mistake. This is probably the most seasoned foreign policy and national security team that's ever come into office in modern memory because they're all Obama veterans, yeah, including Biden. But but look what they did. They did exactly the same thing. They did this in Iraq. They ran away. You got ISIS. They did this in Syria. They did a red line. They got a genocide. They did this in Libya. Um, they led from behind. They got Benghazi. They make the same mistakes over and over again, and they have the same predictable consequences as you turn your back on bad people and bad people stab you in the back. What do you expect? Yep. No, you're right. They continue to do the same thing. And that's, you know, it goes back to Einstein's definition of insanity. And here we go. We keep reelecting them. So uh, what did we expect? Jim, thank you, you again for joining us this evening. If, if folks want to read that, that letter that you put out there encouraging this 9-11-style commission, they can find it at heritage.org. Appreciate you, brother. You always have valuable insights. Thank you again for joining us this evening. Carry on the fight, my friend. Well, thank you. You know, God bless for what you do. And, and, you know, and God bless people in a really, really great state that deserves better advertising. <laughs> See you, buddy. We'll take a quick break and share some final thoughts when we get back. You're listening to John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 